What will we find in today's Thursday thrillers here on the Mutual Audio Network? A few baffling mysteries? Perhaps a touch of murder? Let's find out. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. You know, I've never been a huge holiday fanatic, but being around you all makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Aw, Frank. I love you, honey. Give him a couple of whiskeys and he turns into a misty-eyed dandy. (laughs) Damn, Joe, let the man express his feelings. Yeah, we know how rare this really is. No, you all have been practicing for tonight's program, right? Okay... I can tell by your blank stares you have not. Well, here are your outfits. I suggest you all go learn these songs so it's not a total disaster. Wait, I'm Santa? Shouldn't that be Joe? Just because of my bowl full of jelly? You know, you jiggling it around just makes my case stronger. Hey, I get to be Rudolph. Well, isn't that cute? Come on, Saint Nick. Let's get you washed up. I don't think you should be smelling like boots. I spend all year making toys and I can't take the edge off with a drink? You're going on the naughty list, lady. You don't know the half of it, stud. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. Frank, maybe you better call a cab. It's okay, Ulysses. I'm driving. Alright, you guys have fun. Dusty. I'm gonna need your help putting on this outfit. No problem, Joe. Let's go rehearse our songs. Looks like we have a few hours to ourselves. Not a chance, goat boy. Put a pin in that thought until you learn this music. Ever a cuckold to the arts, aren't I? Maybe not. If you impress me tonight. That's a deal. A toast to Christmas and the season of giving. You didn't need to get me anything. 
I won't say I wasn't hoping for gifts, but... Oh my... I was tired of seeing your finger bare. Might you make me a happy satyr and be my wife? Well, I can't say no to a rock like that. And of course, a great man like you. You sure you want to give up the parties and promiscuity? It's the hallmark of your people, after all. I've got all I need in you, Cordelia. Well, then a Merry Christmas to us. What you said at Pan's was really sweet, Frank. Well, I guess I am a little soft around the holidays. It's a nostalgic time of year for me. It's the one time of the year my parents weren't fighting about money or losing the farm, no matter how badly they were doing financially. They always made sure I had a great Christmas. Up until Dad left, I loved the holidays. But then I stayed hating them until all of you gave me a reason to enjoy them again. Well, Frank, you got us now. And we aren't going anywhere. Good. Deep down, I was afraid of losing my new family now that i found them. I know it's not logical, but I'm afraid they'll all leave me. My dad left. My mother and best friend are dead. Lost a lot of friends in the war. You see, calluses protect you from harm. But they also prevent you from feeling the full sensation of anything else. This was a merry time, and I'll be damned if I feel anything but cheery. That's my resolution this holiday season. I practiced most of the carols, but I have a feeling you didn't. So, first order of business is getting you cleaned up and presentable. Then we can work on our numbers. They're just Christmas carols. I'm sure I know them all by heart. Okay, smart guy. Sing me Silent Night then. Um, Silent Night, Holy Night, All is... Um, okay, fine. I need to learn the words. You happy? <laughs> yes, I am. Lady and I shared a smile before heading inside. She led and I followed in behind her. Just as I moved to the first stone step, the Santa outfit I was holding aloof in my left hand was snatched from my grip. A child ran down the street with a coat flowing in the cold wintry air. Lady, some little shit just snatched my outfit. Well, then you better go after them. It's the only one we got. I gave chase to the runt thief. They hopped over snowdrifts, gliding gracefully over the ice. There was no way I was catching up. I had to try, though. There was no way I could find a replacement suit on Christmas Eve. My running slowed down to a brisk walk, attempting to avoid all the hazards from the elements. Despite all this, I was actually gaining some ground. Why would they go through so much trouble for a cheap Santa outfit? Hey, kid, stop! Sorry, mister, no can do. Someone else needs this more. Damn you. They ran down an alley that I knew would be a dead end. 
Perfect. I rounded the corner in a more casual manner than before. The kid had nowhere to run. They skittishly darted from side to side looking for an exit. Sorry kid, end of the line. Just hand over the suit and maybe I'll let you borrow it sometime. No way! He needs it more! And who is he? Don't worry about it. As soon as I started my approach, the kid threw a snowball at me. But not like a kid would. I mean, this actually hurt. I got hit with another from behind. Come on, Randy! Run! Yeah, run, Randy! We don't have time to dick around. You kids have some foul mouths. Julie called us kids. <laughs> Let's show them what kids we are, Twig. What the hell? I got hit by a flurry of snowballs hitting harder and harder like they were filled with rocks. I knew that feeling because that's how we did it when I was a kid if you really didn't like someone. There's plausible deniability in the intent. And when you're a kid, that's invaluable. But there were no rocks. I was just getting annihilated with orbs of frosty powder. That's another thing. The snow wasn't even wet enough to be good for packing a decent snowball. In the midst of their frozen volley, I missed the small child Randy running past me to freedom. I tried to inch forward, but the impacts got the best of me. I let my guard down for a second, and a ball came flying right to my face. Ugh. Okay, Joe, maybe suck it in just a little bit more. Kid, if I suck in anymore, I'm gonna turn inside out. You're supposed to be the abominable snowman, not the abdominal snowman. <laughs> Jesus, you and my wife both want to put me on a diet. Can't a man enjoy his food? <laughs> You've done plenty of enjoying. You're gonna turn out just like Frank, you know that? Maybe my New Year's resolution should be a better diet. <laughs> Maybe I should stop the cigars first. There we go. You want to wait to put the head on till the show? Yeah, if I put it on now, I'd be sweating like a whore in church. I guess I'm lucky my costume's so simple. Just an elf. I mean, the ears take some getting used to. You can take them off until the program starts. Nah, I'll probably just lose them. Anyways, I guess we better head out. You owe me lunch for getting you into that getup. Sir, it's for you. There's a group of kids stealing things downtown and attacking people with snowballs. Damn it, don't these kids have parents? I don't know, sir. Do you want me to... That was rhetorical, you numbskull. Well, Dusty... Looks like we have a pit stop to make first. Do you think it has anything to do with the loud noise and down trees by the park? Who knows what these kids are getting into. Food better be somewhere on that pit stop, because my stomach is killing me. Ah, yeah, yeah. Let's get this show on the road. Feels like every winter gets colder and colder. I headed towards Frank's house because I had it on good authority and common sense. He wasn't prepared for his role. 
When I walked up to his brownstone, the door was open with Lady calling for Frank. Frank, where are you? Oh, hi, Sam. Have you seen Frank? No. Which way did he go? He headed down that way, but he's been gone a while. Some kid took his Santa outfit and ran away. Frank went after them. You want me to go look for him? Well, I may as well come too. Let me grab a thicker coat real quick. Okay, Sam. Let's follow in his footsteps. Good idea. We marched through the dry, crunchy snow for a few blocks before Frank's shoe prints were overtaken by many sets of small feet leading into an alley. And there was Frank, sitting on the ground in a daze covered in snow. Frank? What the heck happened? What? Oh, wow. My head is pounding. Those brats really had me seeing stars. Are you okay, Frank? Yeah, I'll I'll be alright. Just help me up. So you can take on an entire gang to save me, but you can't get a coat from a kid? Okay, in my defense, it was a small army of kids. There were a few distracting me to save the costume thief. His name is Randy. He said he needs the thing for somebody but wouldn't tell me who. Are you still up for hunting them down? You're damn right I am. And I'm gonna deck their halls when I get my hands on them. I'm gonna scout ahead. Okay, Sam. If you spot the Santa outfit, just get us first. I can do that. This isn't how I imagined spending Christmas Eve. (laughs) Oh, it's alright, Frank. My time with you was always an adventure. Was? You mean is? Oh, yeah. I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) Silly me. Sam ran a block ahead of us, and I held Lady's cold hand in mine. Together they create a semblance of warmth, and a small portion of my rage for these rowdy kids subsided. Hey, guys, I see something. Whoa! Ah! Monster! I rushed over, but Sam had already ran across the street in fear. I pulled out my revolver and had my thumb on the hammer. I motioned for Lady to keep her distance. I jumped around the corner, preparing to fire. A hulking beast lurched towards me, hacking and spitting. I yelled for it to stay back, but it kept bumbling forward. I fired a warning shot towards a dumpster at a wall adjacent to the beast. It was startled, and started flailing its hairy arms around, howling what sounded like my name. Frank! It's me! You're gonna turn me into Swiss cheese. Joe, what in the hell are you doing out here? I could have killed you. Sorry, this damn costume is stuck on me, and I got hit in the face with a snowball from these mangy kids. You too? They are really tearing through town. All this just for Frank's Santa suit? They took your suit too? Jiminy Christmas. I was going after them for stealing veggies from the Quick Mart. Where's Dusty? Oh yeah, they took him with them. For some reason, they just assumed he was on their side. You know Dusty, though. He's probably trying to find a way to get your costume and the stolen goods as we speak. They went through that hole in the fence over there. I ain't fitting through that thing, though, so you'll have to go in without me. Wow. Darkrim PD's finest. Sending a civilian and a woman at that, in after his perp. Protect and serve my ass. Yeah, whatever, hotshot. 
I'll wait here. Uh, Frank? We don't have much time until our show at the Red Herring. Okay, let's make this quick. We headed through the hole in the fence. It was just barely big enough for us to crawl through. Joe was right. He wasn't slipping in this way. I put my pistol back in its holster, not wanting to scare the kids. Too much. Frank? What's that noise? I heard snorting and subtle whinnies as if the end of the alley harbored horses. And to my surprise, it was a herd of deer. More than ten, easy. All packed in this forgotten space of alley pinched between towering apartment complexes. There's the guy we told you about! Do we kick his ass again? No! Leave him be! Out of the corner there arose a clatter, and a large man emerged to solve this matter. A giant hardy frame draped with my Santa outfit stood in front of me. But he already had the hat to match without stealing mine. His crooked gold glasses fogged up and his rosy cheeks were flushed. That combined with the long unkempt beard made me assume he was a crazy homeless guy. I'm sorry, Frank. I didn't want this to happen. But it is somewhat of an emergency. And who the hell are you? A weird old guy raising a deer farm in an alley? With these dirty little urchins running around doing your bidding? <laughs> you are quite the firecracker. Isn't he, Dusty? <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. S- Santa. Er, Mr. Claus. Just Santa is fine. No need to be so formal. Santa. Dusty, did this hobo get you into using his drugs? Oh, Frank, I know you believe in me. You have the strongest Christmas spirit around here. I can sense it a mile away. I couldn't have hoped for a better place to crash land. Crash? What crashed? His sleigh. Okay, let's say I believe you. Which I don't. Where is this sleigh and why did you crash? Aren't you magic? Trust me, Frank. It's really Santa. And these folks are elves, not kids. They thought I was an elf too and they brought me here. You idiots thought he was an elf? Well, I mean, the ears. I just figured city elves would be bigger. Morons! Well, that would explain the superhuman snowball fighting skills. See? I didn't get beat up by kids. We were going easy on That's you. enough, Jewel. Go make sure the reindeer get fed. We wouldn't want another wreck. We simply couldn't afford it. <sighs> yes, sir. See, Twig, I have to feed them now because you forgot. It's your fault. I said I was sorry. Tell all those kids sorry. <laughs> You'll have to excuse them, Frank. They mean well. Speaking of them, why did they take Frank's outfit? Yeah, don't you have your own clothes, pal? And wait, you too, lady? You're calling him Santa? Oh, Frank, ever cautious. I am Santa. I can prove it to you if you'd like, so we can move on and get me out of here. Oh, please do, old Saint Nick. Your seventh Christmas. You received quite a long package from me. Yeah, nice guess. There's a million things like that. Yes, but none of them were a wooden replica of the Winchester 1911 shotgun that you profusely begged me in a letter, I recall. What the hell? You're really Santa. 
There's no way you got those letters. My old man probably just tossed them in the trash. <laughs> no. As soon as you write me a letter, it shows up in the giving book. I see your letter, and if you've been naughty or nice. But you want to know a secret? I still give the naughty ones a present. They deserve happiness, too. I'm a testament to that. Well, seeing as how whether I like it or not, I'm standing face to face with Chris Kringle himself. How can I help? The elves collected the food for the reindeer, so that is taken care of. You can help me corral them to the park and mend my sleigh. I will need to borrow your costume as well. Well, I can't say no to the spirit of Christmas. Let's get you airborne, sir. Yes! I knew you'd be on board! Frank's a pushover. He'd do anything for someone in need. So we escorted Santa back to his landing site. A few simple repairs had him ready to take off. We strapped in his fleet of reindeer and said goodbye to the elves. Thank you, Frank. And you too, lady. Dusty? Joseph? I'll stop by and say hi next year. Hopefully with a smooth landing. Ho ho ho! Well, now I've officially seen everything in this city. Give it time, Joe. Darkrim never runs out of the strange and unpredictable. Uh, Frank? The show? Shit, we're late. We still have five minutes. Back yourselves into the cruiser. We'll make it to the Herring in no time. How are we going to make it all the way across town in time? I got an idea. I like your style, Frank. Hold on to your stockings! Places, everyone. Places. We all gathered to the stage waiting for the curtain to rise. Cordelia shot me a disapproving look, and that hurt worse than the snowballs from earlier. Uh, Frank? Where's your costume? It's a long story, Cordelia, and it's not his fault. Whatever. You people are impossible. But the show must go on. Oh, wait, Frank. Uh, this fell down the chimney with your name on it? It was the weirdest thing. Just plopped down. It says, From Santa? Oh, uh, thanks. Whoa, Frank. That's gorgeous. I opened the gift to find a beautiful Santa costume made of fine silks and velvets and soft plush fur. Gold filigree outlined the buttons and trim of the coat. This was completely different than the suit he borrowed. There was a note at the bottom of the box. Dear Frank, thanks for all your help. Your kind and gentle soul has darkness in it, but it's in all of us. The truly courageous choose love over that darkness. Merry Christmas. I smiled and rushed into the suit. The curtains opened and revealed us in our holiday outfits. 
Christmas without you. I'll be so blue just thinking about you. Decorations of red on the green Christmas tree won't be the same, dear, if you're not here with me. It's not a blue Christmas for me. I've got everything I need. The ones I love. The ones who are gone, but still in our hearts. The friends we make along the way. And the kindness we share with others. But I have a blue, 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 blue Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for listening to the holiday special of Neon Shadows. We're so stoked that you guys fulfilled the Kickstarter and the campaign was a success. So thanks to all of our backers and everyone who shared on social media. Season 2 is in production now, and there'll be more updates on that soon. If you like the show, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash neonshadowspod. You can find us on all social media at neonshadowspod. You can subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Patreon patrons have the advantage of early access to information, bonus episodes, behind the scenes, Q&As, and exclusive patron perks like shoutouts during episodes, your name in the credits, all that and more. So from all of us at Neon Shadows, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and we'll see you soon for Season 2. It all started with a difficult case. It seemed to be one dead end after another for me and my partner, Dusty. I looked out and found a few crumbs. I started the investigation for a woman named Lady. She was just a client at first, but we were swept up in a whirlwind of love. One that blinded me to the dangers of the job. A serial killer was loose in the city, and he turned out to be the murderer on the case I worked. I was outplayed by the killer, Jonah Carver. I would have died if not for Lady rushing me to the hospital and my friend Ulysses using some interesting methods of patching me up. He opened my eyes to the supernatural, showing me things weren't quite as they seemed. Before I knew it, everything was taken from me. Lady was murdered by Jonah, (laughs) and Detective Joe Sutton helped me track him down. Much to the chagrin of Darkroom's police force, I delivered justice the way I saw fit, leaving Jonah's lifeless corpse in the basement of an abandoned orphanage. Killing Jonah didn't make me feel better. 
Ulysses and I set off to find the one responsible for pulling the strings behind the scenes, Cordelia Amsel. What's wrong, honey? You need an autograph? And stop a terrible plot from succeeding. This is Thursday Thrillers, audio with action on the Mutual Audio Network. Join us tomorrow on Mutual with Friday Follies, the end-of-the-week collection of comedy cut-ups. You can subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of audio drama that fits your fancy. Or find the Friday Follies feed in your favorite podcast players. Now that's a lot of F's. This is the Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.